Welcome to the Vince Del Monte Podcast Show, where each week we bring you the raw and real experiences, lessons, and timeless principles every man needs to master the five M's of manhood. By sharing conversations with the world's most successful people pursuing the five M's, you'll build muscle faster, achieve a winner's mindset, increase your money, dominate your mission, and go the distance with your marriage. My name is Vince Del Monte, entrepreneur, author, pro fitness model, and father. And I've helped tens of thousands of men transform their bodies and lives through muscle, entrepreneurship, and personal development. Thank you for spending some time with me today. Now let's begin. You guys, I'm sitting here with a dear friend of mine. You know, he's been a mentor of mine. He's um, supported me in my journey. And I'm just grateful to have him, you know, as always. Vince, welcome, bro. It's good to have you. Hey, what's going on, man? Great to see Eric. You're always smiling, man. That's what I love about you. You're always smiling since the first day we spoke on the DM. I could just sense your energy right through the DM all the way into our first call. And I've just watched you transform over the last year or two. And yeah, every time I talk to you, just beaming with more light. It's uh, it's really, it's great to be around in a world that has uh, so much darkness. Appreciate you, Vince. You've always been there and you've always, you know, had helped me shed that light, even when there are so many times of uncertainty. And, you know, for those of you that don't know Vince, um, you know, Vince is a best-selling author. He's, you know, former WBFF pro fitness model, online fitness business coach who's been helping thousands of people and other fit professionals really tap into their own booming fitness business. He's turned his life story into his own thriving seven-figure coaching business. And for the past 12 years, he's helped thousands of men transform their physique uh, through his coaching and online programs while founding uh, the M5 movement, where he teaches men how to maximize it all. You know, the five M's of muscle manhood, right? Like, or, or five M's of manhood. Muscle, mindset, money, mission, and marriage, which is amazing. You know, you know, you have a tremendous relationship with Flavia, your 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 beloved, and it's always amazing to watch. Um, Vince has been the founder of both his six-figure coach program and where he teaches uh, beginner fitness entrepreneurs how to get their first 10K in 100 days and his signature seven-figure mastermind program in a short time where, which I've been, you know, very blessed and lucky to, you know, come and spend some time with you in your home. We've, you know, got into the, you know, the the famous good old uh, pen down there uh, where you, you have the, all these, you know, amazing workouts. And then, of course, um, you know, spending time in Vancouver at one of your masterminds, bro, where, you know, you brought, brought, brought the fire, brought the expertise, brought the brilliance. Um, we're definitely able to give me some tremendous insights of how I can pivot and change things around. You know, that was like almost two years ago now. Hey, wow. Yeah, that's crazy. And actually it was last May. So it would have been about a year and uh, four months ago. Uh, wow. 16 months, 16 months to be exact. Yep. How time flies, dude. No kidding. Yeah. 16 months. Yeah. Holy we cow. Would, yep. Go ahead. Sorry. So no, it's okay. So, so, you know, I'm super, again, I just want to say, you know, it's fascinating how things change so fast, you know, we're able to always like pivot and change things. And I remember just before uh, that, or just after that event, I was heading out to Australia um, for one of Tony's events and I was super excited about it, freaking out. And you were like, dude, just go all in, go all in. I remember. And it was like, it was so yeah. funny because like I was freaking out. That was like still at the beginning, very early in my journey. And 
you know, it's a big investment. Wasn't that like $80,000 or something? Yeah, it was 85. It was 85,000. Yeah, that's a hefty, that's a big amount of money, right? You could put $85,000 into a lot of different things, right? And, but you know, you always have to look at something from the standpoint of, is there an ROI? If the value exceeds the price, then yes, of course, you still have to come up with the money and maybe you have to pay it off as you go. There's, you know, different situations, obviously. But if that's what I tell everybody, if the value exceeds the price, what does it matter what the price is? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and that really is like, it, it's been tenfold that, that, that return on investment, you know, just, just being right. in proximity and, and you that's know, having what's the opportunity. That's what's interesting. People, you know, often said to me, I can't believe you spent 50 grand on joining the empire mastermind. That's crazy. I'm like, yeah. well, it's also what's want to hear something even crazier. I five X that investment, uh, in one day, five days after joining. Yeah. So people look at things from a cost, right? If you told people how much you made back from that 85 K now it doesn't sound so crazy. So, you know, the difference between, you know, wealthy people and I would say, you know, the middle-class mindset people struggling is they see these things from the lens of a cost as something yeah. being taken from them. And they don't look at them from the lens of a return or the lens of what could this possibly cause in my life? And what could yeah. this eliminate from my life, you know, in terms of stress and struggle and it could return freedom and time. So you really, it, you know, it takes faith though, because there's Absolutely. nothing in life that's guaranteed, right? You know, Tony's got a great track record. You know, I'm sure a lot of people said the same thing. I 10 X my investment there, but like if he could guarantee that, then, you know, he'd be, you know, a, you know, a zillionaire, <laughs> right? You know, so there's still, a, there's still a level of faith that you still have to have because you have to have belief in yourself that you're going to action the program, right? Like people no, think no that when you join a coaching program, all of a sudden, like the coach is just going to tell you what to do and you make all this money. It doesn't work like that right? Even Tony, right? Even, even the top guys in the world, even Brandon Bouchard and Grant Cardone and all the big names, like just because you pay them, it doesn't mean you're going to make any money. You still have to action the program and you still have to test everything they give you. And I think a lot of people that join coaching programs don't understand that we don't actually have this all figured out. <laughs> it's like hiring a personal trainer to get you ready for a show. There's not one macro formula that gets you shredded. There's not one cardio plan that gets everyone shredded. There's not one workout program that gets everyone shredded. You have to make changes, right? Everything is a test. I say marketing is just a fancy nine letter word for test. So yeah, we'll yeah. tell you what to start with, what to do next, but you have to be involved in the process or else we're just spitting theory. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's that it's that constant never-ending improvement of like always iterating and I love how you talked about like the change in the process of instead of like focusing on the investment of cost it's like instead of thinking in that incremental mindset uh, what about thinking in the exponential of like the big yield of what's what's going to come as a result of like longevity and implementing for a long time because that test and that iteration is going to create massive consistency in your own life, but also in the marketplace. Do you agree? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it's, you know, you got to see these investments as like, these aren't one-time events, right? 
Yep. This is a way of life, right? Yeah. It's, it's it maximize every investment, squeeze as much out of it as possible, right? Get, get what you need for where you're at now. Cause as you build the problems change, right? Mm. So, you know, it's actually funny. I was just sharing this with our head coach Corby and I was telling him, I'm only ready to implement some of the stuff I learned in empire two years ago, right now. Mm. Like he taught me stuff. I heard it. I wrote it down in my notebook but I wasn't ready to implement it because there wasn't other things built before. It's like building a bridge, right? You have to build it, you know, from one side to the other, right? And you lay certain bricks in a certain order. I think that's where people get really caught up. They don't realize like they're looking for these shortcuts and they realize that you're the shortcut, man. I'm not the shortcut. They think hiring a coach is a shortcut. No, no, no. I'm going to tell you what to do, but you're the shortcut because you're going to implement it and then you're going to bring back feedback. We're going to see how did it go? Oh, you crushed it? Oh, keep doing that. Oh, it didn't work at all? Cool. Let's take a look at what you did and how you did it, right? Just like in the gym, you ask somebody to start doing deadlifts and the person says, oh, all this is doing is hurting my back when the deadlifts were intended to develop the guy's glutes. And then mm -hmm. the trainer says, well, let's take a look at how you're doing those deadlifts because I've got clients of mine that are getting nice round butts using the deadlifts. And the client watches the student and says, oh, I see the problem. Your knees are going forward. I didn't tell you to do them that way. And the client's like, oh, there's nothing wrong with deadlift. It's how you do the deadlifts. And I think that's where a lot of people get jaded by this industry. They come in with this expectation that this new fancy widget's going to make the money. And it doesn't, but it's because they weren't involved in the process. They didn't fully action the technique. They didn't get feedback around it. They didn't do it better and they just gave up too early. They gave up too early on the tactic or the strategy or whatever they were at. And then they repeat this process for, and I've seen people do it for like literally a decade. They're just bouncing yeah. from thing to thing. So, and that's the, that's what separates the men from the boys, right? Yeah. And, and you know, this is something where I think that it is perfect exactly for, 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 you know, the audience or anybody that's listening um, live or, or back now, it, um, the recording because you know the resilient minds here and, and the way that we really distinguish ourselves and what i believe is through our experience what i call our x factor and you know it's it's how we consistently evolve through those experiences to contribute and deliver our why into the world our big why factor and you touched on like you know testing and iterating and you know separate the men from the boys you know the the girls from 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 the, the from the women and, and really making that key distinction that we're willing to kind of um, re, you know, change our approach. If something doesn't work, we're going to come back to the drawing board, change our approach. And that really what I define as like resilience, like really to, to be in the ebb of flow of life. And no matter what, we're still going to get back up. So maybe I'd love to hear because I think there's, you know, you have a really, really strong and you touched on faith, right? Faith is a key thing that has always been um, really pivotal for me. And I know for you, absolutely. Same thing. Um, and when you've been through these experiences of life, and I know, again, you've had these ebbs and flows of life, Vince, what has been maybe a defining moment in your experience of life, in your X factor, that has really helped you understand, wow, this is what I realized that I needed to do. And my why just kind of like really was the driving force because of it. Um. Well, I think I think about things that I don't want to do. Mm. 
<laughs> like, you know, get good at data. You know, last summer, you know, business is doing great. I joined the $100 million mastermind. Joel was starting to ask me some tough questions, uncomfortable questions around like, why aren't you here though? I'm like, mm. you start asking me questions around numbers, which I hate, <laughs> right? Uh, I've just, you know, built multiple seven-figure fitness businesses just off of hustle and just lots of passion and just loving to influence people and creating offers and just selling. But mm. to scale something to, you know, that kind of level, 100 million level, you need numbers. You need to know your numbers, right? And, and I'm like, oh man, I know, I knew you were going to bring this up. And I'm like, okay. But when the, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Yeah. So that's when I was ready. I'm like, hey, I'm going to stay at the same level probably for another, probably the rest of my life. Because the thing that's constraining our revenue is having visibility around our numbers. Uh, visibility that allows us to make air-free decisions, decisions with confidence. And I just never done the hard work. So I didn't have a data analysis. So that took time. And we found the right guy now. And this guy's phenomenal. He now provides us the visibility that we need. And he's a full-time data analysis. He, he, I, if there's any questions around numbers, we ask him, Richard Seabrook, what's the, how do we answer this? What's the answer to this question? All right. And then um, we need the spreadsheets. All right. And then we have to make sure that everything's tracking properly. Now I need to find somebody to make sure the tech is all set up properly. This is not stuff that's in my zone of genius, but it's stuff that my why helped get me through knowing that I want to have bigger impact, I want to reach further people. I said, hey, listen, if I want this business to expand, if I want to continue to reach more people to hear my story, then this is the only way through. I have to go right through it. There's no way around it, right? I was in what you call the valley of despair. And the only way through the valley of despair is to go right through the mud. Yeah. <laughs> there's no, absolutely there's no like dodging it. So that's a, that's an example. And I, a lot of the examples I would give you would be around the same theme of learning skill sets that maybe it's either learning a new skill set. Uh, for instance, uh, another example would be learning how to communicate more frequently, having more regular cadences of communication with key team members, uh, trusting my team members more, using the words you decide more often. Normally it would be Vince making the decisions 90% of the time. And I realized that to get to the next level, I should be making decisions only 10% of the time. So that was really uncomfortable to be able to, to you guys decide, you guys decide. Okay. I love that idea. You guys decide, you guys decide. So a leader, uh, you know, I've had to learn again, I've, I had to get out of my comfort zones and learn different skills like how to communicate, how to run team meetings, how to let go and trust people, all right? Allow to let things break and to let things fall apart, but with the greater good in mind that this person needs to fail in order for them to take over this role or I'm going to continue doing it and I'm going to continue stressing my family out and we're going to be here when I'm 50. Yeah. So, you know, how, to answer your question, it was my why. You're right. You're, you're right. Yeah. It was the why. Like, why are we doing this? It's not just to make a couple bucks each year. We really, truly want to be the premier fitness business coaching program in the world. And we want to expand to other countries. But the only way we're going to do that is if I go right through this valley of despair and, 
and just start to learn this new stuff that's out of my zone of genius in order to find people that can take ownership of these roles and um, entrust them to do it. So now my team looks very different than, than it did last year. Like our two head coaches, uh, you know, Big Frank and Corby, I was actually thinking about this this morning before I came on your show. I was going to do a post on this. Don't join a coaching program if the head coaches aren't smarter than the face of the program. Like I'm proud, to, I'm proud to say that our two head coaches, the guys you're going to work with. Now, I've coached Frank and Frank's on a whole nother level and Corby's mentored me and we all have different, you know, obviously skill sets in that. But I like to, I'm, I'm comfortable saying that. Like yeah. hey, when you come into people like, hey, well, I get to work with you, Vince. I'm like, why would you want to work with me? My two head coaches are smarter than me. Yeah. <laughs> you know like, what? That is, that is key. And I think that there's a different level of ownership and leadership and integration that is given when you can show up that way in, in terms of a leader to really provide that type of value and say like, listen, I'm not the smartest guy in the room. I have, I have the smartest team in the room. And now you've created that DNA, that culture inside of your organization to now pass that down. And that trickles down to throughout the, the rest of the organization, which is the coolest part, man. And that why is, is what now you get to focus on building the business while they operate and make a massive impact inside of it. Yeah. Yeah. You know that. Cause that's what I want to do. That's where I yeah. want to spend my, I want to spend my day recording videos and yeah. supporting my students with the trainings that they need and um, you know, motivating my team. Like that's it. Like those are the, and then, you know, supporting the sales team too. That's, that's all I want to do. Like I want to go back and just create YouTube videos like that was the, that's when I was the most happy, but building something new, you need infrastructure, you need a great program, you need systems, you need structure, and that takes time to build. So that's why my YouTube channel has been on hold for three years. I actually just shot a new series that's going to go up starting next week and we're going to just start rebuilding that channel from ground zero. It's been Amazing. a dead zone for three years, but I wasn't ready to do that. And you know, the why's always pulling you forward. Like why I'm doing this. I want more and more people to hear my story and that it is possible to have a family and you don't have to sacrifice your faith or your fitness in the process of chasing finances. I think finances are great. I love people that want to build $10 million, $100 million. I think it's fantastic, uh, but not at the expense of losing yourself in the process. Yes, I love it. Uh, you know, and that's something that I really, I, I know I remember strongly resonating with you because the big why too behind like what I do, you know, it's like, how can we still, you know, have this massive impact, this tremendous influence, you know, do big things in the world, but have a lifestyle that's congruent. And like, you know, for me, like, you know, barefoot luxury or like, you know, still being on the beach and being able to not having to think of like the only way I could do that impact is in you know a high-rise corner office, but still being able to have that impact on the beach somewhere, traveling the world regularly, and, and like I have for the past you know two and a half years, like that's been so important, and that's the why of like how can we show what's possible through our actions and our executions, and I think that that for me has always been resonant with you, Vince, because. We're not the type that are just talking about it. We're out there and executing, which is the coolest part. Yeah, that's right. That's really awesome. 
So um, several years, you know, you've been on this journey, you've, you've evolved, you know, for your future, you've, you're building this coaching business, what needed to change in your belief systems as you grew? And do you still believe in those same things? That's a good question, man. Um, yeah, um, no, I, I, you know, something that you wouldn't know, um, this past few months, I've uh, hired a therapist yeah. uh, who's just pretty much been unpacking me <laughs> in a loving way. And um, one thing that I've learned about myself is that I don't value rest. Mm. And I've never placed any really value, any currency on rest. And I have this program. She uses this term program a lot. She says, Vince, you have a program that has served you, but now it's the thing that's holding you back. And this program is the story. Yeah. So the story is that uh, rest is for lazy people. If you rest, if I see you take a nap in the middle of the day, Eric, my, my immediate thought would be this guy's lazy. (laughs) What a guy. This guy's working line. It's so funny because I did one yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) I know, but now if I look at it, I wouldn't have that judgment, but I will like, I get it. I get it. Not long ago. I'd be like, what's this guy like always so laid back for like this guy can't, this guy is not serious. So what's happened though is because I've been successful from driving hard. I'm a driver. I know how to hit the gas. I don't know how to use the brakes. So what happens is the car can go really fast, but you set yourself up to, you know, for a lot of crashes. And essentially what she helped me realize was like where there was lack of growth uh, for one in my, you know, my, in my personal relationship with my wife, like one of the number one things that we both uh, need attention to and improvement on is intimacy. And the reason the intimacy isn't where it needs to be for the marriage to thrive is because we both run these programs for different reasons that lazy people rest. And what's not celebrated in our home is rest. If Flavia sees me rest, they're coming upstairs after a long day and I'm lying down. She's like, what are you doing? I've been going all day. And if I see her like chilling on the weekend, I'm like, I just worked all week. Like, what are you doing? Like stuff needs to get done. Right? So, so we would both over give to each other. So I was like, okay, I'll come upstairs and not rest. And then guess what happens when you both go all day and you're not rested when you're supposed to have time together, there's no energy. Like there's literally no energy for any intimacy. And it was, and what she helped us see, and this is what a great question you asked is like my new belief is that it isn't my wife's job to ensure I'm rested. And it's not my job to ensure my wife is rested. She needs to take full ownership and obligation of her own rest. And so do I. And the reason that wasn't happening was because we didn't have vulnerability around that conversation. If I said, hey, I'm so tired. Like I got the webinar tonight. Like, do you mind if I just take an extra half hour and lie down? I would be afraid to say that. She's like, well, I've been going all day. So, So what our therapist revealed, and my wife works with her as well, she revealed to both of us is that neither of you have even created a safe environment to talk about the need for rest. So she's given us some tools. She's first helped us identify this program. She's shown us like what she calls the negative waterfall. If this continues, it's actually a really dark exercise. Um, Where will you guys be in five years, 10 years to get, if you're even together, if this continues and it's like, holy crap. Um, 
So it's a dark exercise, but it helps you see the consequence of not taking this seriously. And then she goes the opposite way and she reveals the heaven if you do put this in order and what you could both create together. So now we're on the same page of why we need rest. How is it going to impact our intimacy, our relationship, our business, our income, our kids, the, the way our kids grow up? And we're like, wow, I have a whole new perspective on rest. Now, here's the funny thing, Eric, and I'll wrap up here. My wife, sorry, my wife, my mom's been telling me this for the past 20 years. <laughs> I had to pay a therapist $1,000 an hour to actually like listen so anyways, I just, you know, threw that, threw that in there because sometimes. because when you, when you pay for something, you pay attention. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And I don't know what it means. Like when it, like you're, you're, you just roll your eyes at your mom. You're like, mom, I know you're right. But like, it's your mom. Like, I'm like, mom. and then I told my mom, I called her up first. I'm like, mom, you were right all along. And she, you know, thank goodness. My mom is a, she's a graceful mom. And she says, I know you would one day figure it out. <laughs> Your mom is an amazing lady. I've, I've had the blessing of meeting your mom and, and yeah, your dad. And they're, they're, they're amazing humans. So you have tremendous support there, bro. And, and, and thank you for sharing that because I think that there's a lot of resonance in anybody that's listening is like, holy cow, how can I be more communicative with my beloved? And, you know, I just went through a, a breakup in Australia uh, with my girlfriend who also it was very like, you know, driven and, you know, going through those experiences was something that was difficult to communicate. And, and honestly, man, hindsight is twenty twenty. I look back at that as you're talking about it, it's like, wow, I probably was exactly the same human, like thinking like, oh no, if I'm resting, I'm lazy because she was, she was also like really driving her business. And I was like, I noticed that I was like needing to somehow, wanting to keep up or like, um, comp competing in some way, maybe not like in, like, um, like wanting to do that, but like behind my subconscious was like, was wanting that, like doing it as a, as a, as a byproduct. And it's fascinating now, like, as you think about it, how many of us like really don't take the time to just be vulnerable in those communication skills those soft skills as leaders, as, as, as like men, as women, as people who just want to relate and have a better relationship. So I really commend you. Thank you for sharing, bro. And that vulnerability is really powerful. Oh, you're welcome, so, man. I mean, I'm, I'm going through it, right? It's like, yeah. I just, I'm learning, you know, and I don't have this figured out. What I, what I do know is that I need help and I see the value in getting help. And I was encouraged from other people to get help on this subject matter many, many years ago. I should have. Um, thank goodness that, uh, you know, worse things didn't happen in our, you know, marriage and our relationship and that. But, you know, I just encourage people like I talked to somebody about this and I could tell like you have the exact same problem I do. And they're like, ah, that stuff doesn't that that won't work. I'm like, this is exactly what this stuff is designed to help you with. It's like the only thing that will work and you have mm -hmm. to want it right? You have to want to get help and you have to like recognize like you, everyone has behavioral cycles, behavioral patterns, and most people are just not aware of them. And I think that's the good news. Like most people are struggling with the same thing just because they don't have any tools, right? Like I'll give you a simple one on the rest example. When Flavia goes up for a nap, what happened initially was she'd come back downstairs after 10 minutes and we're like, Flavia, you're supposed to have a rest. 
I'm like, so like you need a tool. Like what do you do? She's like, oh, there's too much stuff to do around the house. It's just because you have awareness of it doesn't mean you just fix it overnight. Mm -hmm. So now we have this, she gave us a tool and like the tool is the kids have to come up to mommy and pat her on the back after she's come down after an hour and say, good job, mommy for resting. <laughs> I love it. But like it, right. But I, I never and thought it's like a that. reward. It's a reward. Yeah. And it, 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 it definitely it, gives that, that feeling of like, yes, I'm allowed to go. It's like a, it's almost like a thank you for yourself. Yeah, exactly. So now it's, it's something that we celebrate in our home and something that we encourage. Can you imagine I raised my kids on like not valuing rest? Like what would they turn into? Like they would have some great traits, no doubt, but they'd also, you know, grow up with some like really like, uh, I guess, beliefs that would end up, you know, really hurting their health and their, you know, balance, I guess you would say. Um, anyways, I'm just, I'm just like talking like the power of getting help. It's not just to help yourself, but to help like all those around you. And I shared this at our last mastermind and people are like, oh my gosh, that was like one of the best shares. Like, no one ever talks about this. I'm like, I thought I was the only one or people private messaging me while we're in the zoom room and like, I'm going through this right now. I can't believe you're talking about this. You feel like you're speaking just to me right now. And I'm like, I'm yeah. just sharing. I'm not preaching. Yeah. I'm just sharing. I think that's, I think that that's a powerful tool is like, we always think that, you know, um, and maybe you could actually touch on this too, is like so many times in business, people think that they need to work one-on-one -on -one with their clients when in a group setting, it's actually way more empowering when we're just being authentic and vulnerable in this way and transitioning that in a group capacity. It's like, you know, you know, I've been to Tony with Tony and it's like, there's 12,000 people in the room and he, everybody feels like he's talking to that one person because he's being vulnerable and resonant. And so whenever I talk to people and actually I was having a conversation the other day and this executive coach, you know, she, deals with CEOs in Silicon Valley. She's like, but they just need me, right? Like they just need me, all one of them. Like just, I can only deal with one of them at a time, right? Yeah. And it's because yet they're, again, they're, they're making that story or she's making that story um, that that's what they need, where the truth is that the group setting is a lot more powerful. Maybe you could touch on that, how group capacity is really something that, you know, can change the dynamic of a business and scalability as well in a business. That the group coaching aspect? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, uh, it's another great question, Eric. So, you know, um, I just had a great podcast with Alex Hermosi and we talked about this and how they went to, you know, from, you know, they've gone from zero to 30 million a year for the last three years straight with gym wow. launch. And one of the things that he's, he said was like, you need what he calls the one way play the one way play. And, um, when I launched my mastermind, it wasn't like that because, and I had a lot of retention issues, not because, you know, I didn't know, but the group was so big and there wasn't a clear structure and path mm. because everybody was doing different things. Now we have four levels, first 15 K first, uh, 50 K first hundred K and the first million. And there's just different strategies and tactics at each of those levels. But when everybody comes in, everybody does the exact same thing yeah. right? because we've dialed it down. Like nobody needs a custom program, right? Just like in workouts and nobody, the only people that need a custom meal plan are people who are competitors who are trying to compete for their pro cards. The rest of the world just needs a good meal plan and accountability, a good workout program and accountability. So 
I think you can't scale chaos. All right. You can scale content though. So if you want to scale your coaching program, you need a very dialed in system that's step by step, you know, phase by phase, module by module. It's got to be modulated. We're actually in the middle of reorganizing our members area even more now, just again, to create that stream. Like here's week one, here's week two, here's week three. Um, a business coaching program should be set up just like a meal plan is eat this at 9am, eat this at 11 o'clock, drink this after your workout, drink this during your workout, have this before bed. That's the same way when you have that in place, you're in a position to scale because you can scale content. All right. And then when you bring people on board, everyone's going through the same process and the members start to coach each other because they're slightly ahead, pulling the people behind along. And then the coaches are simply supporting the implementation. Um, what's needed in our group now is we have all these micro groups. We've got about mm -hmm. seven members on track for their first hundred K month. And there's like seven of them that just have separate calls together. Then there's another group. There's about two dozen people on track for their first 50 K month. And there's a couple subgroups within that group. And we have our advanced group, which is anyone who's had more than 15 K in one month. And we meet every Thursdays. And what's, what we are finding is that you need smaller communities within the group so that yeah. people don't get lost, but it works if there's a straight path for everybody. And at each level, there's pretty much just two to three things max that you're working on. Right. So to go from 50 K to 80 K, there's only two things you need to work on to go from 25 K a month to 50 K a month. There's only two things you need to work on to go from zero to 15 K a month. There's only three things you got to work on. So it's like, Oh, this is all I need to be working on. So what you're saying is hundred percent true. You can scale a high ticket coaching program, but you do need to use the group model and yeah. it can't be reliant on like one single coach. It has to be modulated. And then the head coach is giving the affirmation that, Hey guys, this is the right stuff. Let's have our coaches support your execution. Cause that's where the money is. Are you executing on what, like, why do some people in the group, you know, make, you know, we have one guy just join our group and he's contracted $86,000 in his first 30 days. He came wow. from another coaching program. He wasn't a complete beginner that he never was able to get, you know, past 20, 30 K a month. And he was in this group wow. for over a year and it was because when he had his first call with Corby, he, we told him to do 10 things less. There was like 10 things we told him not to do. And we said, just focus on these two, three things. And he's like, oh, I was doing too much. So yeah. a part of our job as coaches is to ensure people are only focusing on what actually can move or break the needle and have them just stop everything else. And that's, um, that requires focus and patience and trust. And, and that's, where, that's where the breakthroughs are. You touched on execution and, you know, I know that, you know, that's a big thing, you know, for so many people that are struggling out there, they're creative, they have an expertise and they're always seeking more knowledge. Mm. Now, Ooh. what do you, you know, and, and it's like this constant, you know, and never ending hunger for more knowledge, yeah. but you know, it's one thing I always share is like, you know, knowledge is really potential power. It, it's, it's not power until there's execution involved, you know, and that is one thing that, you know, I think is really important. What are your thoughts on, on those that are always out there seeking knowledge, but not executing? And for those that might be listening right now, 
what is something it's like paralysis by analysis what's something that you know maybe three distinctions that they can go do right now or that you would suggest that they can you know have that two millimeter shift to just go do these three things right now so that they start building some sort of momentum yeah i'll give them a question like i'll give them a tactical question i love it and um i think we we worked on this i mean one of my mentors helped me with this it's it's probably the most helpful question you could run. So whenever you're unsure of whether you should do something, simply ask yourself this. If I don't do this, will it prevent me from achieving this outcome? If I don't do this, right? So I'll give you an, I'll give you an example. I want to grow. I've wanted to grow my YouTube channel like again uh, for a long time, but not doing YouTube isn't the thing that's constraining my revenue. Does that make sense? I've wanted to blow up my podcast for a long time too. But not doing the podcast is not the thing that's preventing our business from growing. What's preventing our business from growing is scaling our six-figure coach program on pay traffic and then turning it into an evergreen webinar. So guess where my focus has been for eight months? One thing. So when I started, I'll give you a story. Um, so I started, um, I did the webinar. I wrote the webinar back in February. I launched it in February. It was okay, but it wasn't great. Hardly getting 5% conversions on warm traffic, on people that knew me. A good webinar, like according to the top guys, 18% is like world class. When you're getting 18% conversion on the amount of people that show up. So let's say 100 people show up. If 18 people buy, and this is for a $2,000 price point on a $2,000 price point, not where you book a call and sell, where you sell on the webinar. So you're yeah. asking people to take live. their credit cards out live. You got it. So yeah. I got it up to about 8% after a month or two Then I realized this thing is, wasn't moving. So I had to do, re, I redid the entire webinar from scratch. I got a different course. I learned some new things. I redid it. All of a sudden it went up a little. I got a bump, but it wasn't where it needed to be. It was about 12, 13%. Yep. Yeah. Kept showing up every Thursday night, 8 p.m. Over the summer, kind of stabilized around 13%. Every once in a while, I'd go up to 15%. All of a sudden, in August, got it up to 20%. I'm like, okay, fluke night. You know, we got lucky. Tried it again. It did go back down. Got it back up to 20%. 25%. Just last week, we did 25% again. Nice. So Nice. This is where the payoff is. Now we actually just put it on yeah. evergreen traffic. So we actually had our first one on Monday night where I had a team running the chat, but they used the, re the replay for my best performing one and we had a positive ROI. Now wow. the, the ROI wasn't good enough to scale the ad spend. It was a positive ROI. We need a three to four X the ROI before we can really crank up the ad spend. And that, that, that might take us another couple months. Yeah. So, so I think the, the, I know the big lesson for people is like, you have to just pick one thing that you go all in on. And the reason that people can't grow is because they're doing too many things at once. So they get easily defeated. If I'm trying to grow my YouTube channel, my podcast, I'm trying to grow my email list. I'm trying to get my webinar going. Yeah. You're not going to have, you're going to get quickly defeated. So what I recommend to our students is you pick one thing every 90 days. Let's just dial in, let's dial in one, one system, one system in your business for the next. And even heck, if 90 days comes up and that one thing still isn't even optimized, 
then do that same thing for another 90 days. So let's say your closing percentage, let's say you're still on a high ticket fitness program and your fitness program is $2,500 for 90 days. And right now your closing percentage is 30%. I would say, hey, over the next 90 days, all I want you to focus on is getting better at closing on the phone until you're at 60%. And then 90 days goes by, they're at 40%. Hey, are we going to do something new, coach? Nope. We're going to stay focused on this until you're at 60%. Coach, it's been, I'm at 50%. That must be good enough. Can we focus on something else? Nope. You're going to stay focused until you're closing your, your $2,500 program to 60% of people. And then we'll talk about something else. And that's what, that's why people don't grow because they're chasing new and they're not chasing boring. This is why they're stuck. New is not the solution. All right. Boring is the solution. Breakthroughs come from the boring and what's boring is just getting better. And because I know you're a big guy and you love lifting, it's like, how do you get a bigger back, right? From deadlifting. It's not yeah. doing fancy exercises. It's doing more reps and more weight on the bar. Yeah. Adds volume. That's time under volume. tension. It's time. It's just, it's the same exercise, but you're putting in more reps. You're getting better at those reps. So then you got to make the bar heavier. All right. And, and managing it. it. I think that one thing that I, wa I want to bring back to is like when you talked earlier about ROI and like measuring, measuring, if you can't, if you don't measure it, you won't manage it. And now that they're meant like the, you're giving them a practice to, to start measuring this on a regular basis. So now they're managing of like where they're starting to see the figures change. And as you know, they're going into the 30, 40, just like you have changed from, you know, 8% to 25, the fact that you're able to measure it you've been able to manage it and now you've been getting the results necessary. Am I, do you agree? Yeah. And that's like the biggest thing. So as you continue to go and like, say that somebody is like, you know, you're they're 10 years, it's you 10 years ago, Vince, right? It's you 10 years ago. Okay. You know, you're, 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 you know, you're beginning, you know, where you're getting started. What would you tell this younger version or somebody that's just getting started right now that has no clue of, of what they want, why they want it, or how to even get there. Oh man, you have to, that means they're not good at anything. Um, here, here, here's how, here's where you get a vision. You can't impart a vision onto other people unless you have a vision, unless you've already, unless you've already experienced something that's worked for you. Mm. So the reason I could I build right? Like, yeah. Like if you think about my business, no nonsense, muscle building, my very first ebook, why did that brand grow? Because that product was built around my own personal transformation. I was able to impart a vision onto other people because I had achieved something myself. So if you're trying to, here's the thing, you can't use language to cover up lifestyle. <laughs> right. You, you wow. can't like, you have to be the product of your message, yeah. right? My fitness business coaching program took off because I'm a product of coaches and masterminds. I was selling something that served me. I wasn't selling something that I wasn't a product of. Same thing. Like my first ebook was how I transformed from skinny Vinny, a scrawny, wimpy pipsqueak who couldn't get the girl, 149 pounds, former long distance runner, worst genetics in the world, and how I gained 41 pounds of drug-free muscle in six months. And that was the brand. That was the story. 
So if somebody's, I think what I would encourage somebody to do now that I've been a meanie, I'll be a nice guy. What I would encourage them to do is ask yourself two questions. What are you super passionate about? Like, what could you do the rest of your life for free? And two, what are you credible on? What are your friends, not the experts in the industry, but what do just your friends and family come to you for advice on? And look for a problem that you've already solved in your own life. And ideally, it is quantifiable, right? So I gained 41 pounds in six months. So not something like I gained confidence because you can't sell that or, you know, you know, add, you know, wellness to your life. It's like, how do you sell that? What's a quantifiable result that you've achieved in your own life? And if you don't have a quantifiable result that you've achieved in your own life, it'll be hard to create a program or promise around that because like, what are people buying? People buy concrete. They don't buy concepts. So I think, yeah, you know, I can't sell an eight figure mastermind because I haven't built you know, an, an eight, eight figure. figure I've, I've done more than eight figures total. I haven't done eight figures per year. I can't yeah. sell the eight figure per year mastermind because I haven't done it myself. Yeah. So maybe one day in a year or so, when we get there, I'll launch the eight figure mastermind. But right now it's the seven figure mastermind. So Beautiful. that would be my advice to somebody. Biggest experience. Yeah. So that's cool. It's like, you know, sharing your own experiences, talking about your story. Yeah, brother, you know, you, you have this tremendous, you know, appreciation of, you know, tr- uh, you know, really good relationships. You talked about, you know, you know, your, your relationship with, with Flavia, um, you know, with your business, what really makes you laugh? What's what excites Vinny? <laughs> I like hanging out with just guys who are fun. Uh, you know, I like going and see my buddy Sergio at his, uh, men's grooming salon called New York, New York. And it's, you know, it's a bunch of Italian guys, you know, when they come out, Hey, Vince, come on, stay. How you doing? Not too bad. Oh, good. I know life's kind of tough. I know it's tough. It's tough. I know what's going on with these freaking masks these days. What are they trying to do? The big, it's a freaking cash trap. I like hanging out with guys that have like know how to have fun. You know, I, I like to hang out with guys that. Don't get me wrong. I love hanging out with my entrepreneur friends. I love hanging out with my business buddies, and we just we don't have anything else to talk about. But. I like talking about guys that, you know, Hey, you want to do a little bit better? You know, do a little shot. We want to do a shot. Like what are we doing? A little Sambuca. Like I like to have fun. So I like to hang out like this weekend. I'm going to wine country, Prince Edward County with my wife and another couple. Um, uh, one of my daughter's friends, parents, they're European as well. We, Mm -hmm. they come over and we'll drink a couple bottles of wine together. And you know, the kids are on the couch sleeping and we don't want to go home. We're like kids. We're going on a three-day trip together. So Beautiful. I like to live life. You know, I like to have a plate of pasta. I like to go off to a restaurant, have a couple of bottles of wine, you know, have a nice little New York sour. I, I, I like to live. I like to laugh. Beautiful. I like, I like movies. I'm a pretty simple guy. Um, I do like to travel too. Um, I know you're the guy to look at if you want to have the ultimate travel lifestyle. <laughs> so, uh, when you got kids, it's a little trickier, but I definitely would love to travel more, but I love culture. You know, I'm a, I grew up in an Italian family. You know, I love culture. I love hanging out with my family. I wish, uh, yeah, it, we could do it. We did it more often, uh, as the families grow, it's tough to get everybody together, but yeah. Beautiful, bro. It's, and, and you know what, man, um, you know, the travel, the travel, especially right now in these, th- these times, it's still possible. So for anybody out there that, you know, we just got to make it happen. So, um, 
Brother, you've, uh, you know, you, you show up in these massive power values, um, you know, in, in your family, in your business. How do they sh- like transcend into the culture that you give and pass down? You know, we talked about, you know, the DNA of our business starts basically with the leader. Is there something specific that you do, you know, for anybody that like is struggling with that conscious leadership? You know, what is there a tactic that you do to pass that down so people feel your essence, your energy, so that they know as, 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 you know, you said that you empower your coaches, you trust them, you know, things like this. How do you do, is there, is there something that you do specifically, or is it those conversations, those cadence, cadence meetings to really pass down those values in your work? Yeah. I mean, I'm constantly learning on, you know, how to do this tactically. But I mean, at the end of the day, you don't want to, you know, export anything that's not working in the home, right? Yeah. So if I'm, if I'm preaching relationships, I mean, I can't preach relationships to my team if I, I don't have a good relationship with my own wife and my kids. Yeah. So I think it starts inside the home. It starts with having a heart that cares, right? Yeah. And how do you, ha- how do you create a, build a heart that cares? Maybe you feel like your heart's not even beating some days and it's just about the, you know, the money and the growth and all this stuff. It's well, yeah, you have to, you have to go inward and think about why am I doing this? And, uh, yeah, that's, that requires some soul searching and, you know, maybe getting around a different crowd of people that, you know, value impact over income and who could start, you know, you have to really ask yourself, what do I value? What, who do I want to be known for? Not what do I want to be known as doing, but who do I want to be known as for like, who, not your, your yeah. who, not your what. So, you know, I think with the team, it, it does come back to your values and your vision, right? Like my team trusts me, right? And I'm learning, you know, the, you know, how to, you know, we have our Monday meetings and then we have our quarterly meetings and, uh, you know, we have different rhythms of communication, but it really is like just understanding what it takes to build relationships and, to build a relationship, there has to be an emotional connection. And mm-hmm. I think the problem is, is that most people are emotionally dis- disconnected from their own feelings. And I'm one to speak. I'm, I'm talking about myself right now because, you know, I'm, I was a, I'm, I've been, even to this day, it's, it's the number one thing I need to work on is I'm emotionally disconnected to, to most people. And it's because I've had success without becoming emotionally connected to people. But now I'm seeing that's the number one thing that's preventing me from growing even further. Because if I can't emotionally connect with somebody, I can't truly find out what's going on in their life. And they won't be able to fully trust me and see that I truly do care, which prevents them from bringing their best self. So what's got me this far is also the thing that's preventing me from going further. And that was all revealed to me via my therapist as well. So that was another big like, holy cow. So I never placed a value on emotional connection. And and being emotionally connected to people is what truly is like that ingredient, if you will, that will create that trust for them to want to go all in on you. To grow Absolutely. a brand, your team was, has to want to scale you, right? Yeah. If you look at like Dan Locke, 80 team members, every single person in his organization wants to scale Dan Locke. You look at yeah. Grant Cardone, 
every single person who works for Grant Cardone, they want to see Grant Cardone go to the top. Tony Robbins, every single person that works for Tony, they want to just see Tony go higher. They're not in it for themselves. You look at the, you know, churches that grow, like they're all in it for Jesus. They want to see Jesus, his name spread through the world. Like they're all in it for the leader. So how do you get someone to go all in on you? Well, you have to have an emotional connection and, and that's going to require conversation. And that was something that I was just like, I just saw people as projects. Hey, we need somebody who on the team who can produce this. It's just about, you know, producing and not what's actually going on in their personal life. So people will, you know, you can get life out of people and you can get people to do good stuff for you. But I started to realize a trend in my own organization. I attracted good people, but I wasn't keeping good people Mm. for the long term. They'd come for, you know, two, three years, four or five years, but then I couldn't take them further. And then my therapist, like I didn't, I just discovered all this in the last couple of months. And so Vince, because you don't emotionally connect people. So when your business is winning, like what's in it for them? Why, why would they be emotionally connected to the growth? They're not, which is why they go. It's not because they don't like you, but they don't feel a part of the growth. So um, this is a whole new world. Like I'm so excited about, like, I just want to go. So powerful. And like one thing that, you know, I, I, you know, I hear, you know, Tony say all the time, it's not you that grows your business. It's your team, right? It's that leverage. It's the ability to create that culture culture each strategy for breakfast every single day of the that's, week right that's and, so that's so true and uh, i totally can resonate with what you're talking about because it's been so like i i've realized that's that shift from operator to owner and the business now like continues to thrive because the team is just like, wants to see you succeed so badly because they know that you care about them and therefore vice versa they care about you um yeah. Bro, you've given us such a beautiful path to success, man. And I just want to first and foremost, just acknowledge that and thank you uh, because, you know, I know your time is precious and, and, and things like this is, is, you know, you just delivered so much great knowledge and content. I have uh, one last question before we go is like, why do you think one would be one reason why people, you know, still fail? They quit too quickly. Yeah. <laughs> it's the number one reason they, they give up on themselves. They hit their first roadblock and they quit. Yeah. It's like in a relationship, right? You know, they get into the, the couple gets into their first, it's, it's first of all, it's like the first time you meet the girl, right? She's perfect, right? Business yeah. is exact same. The business, the niche, like it's just like relationships, right? It's the honeymoon phase, right? Mm. You know, the first three months, the first year, it's perfect, right? It's mm. like a brand new car. You want to drive it everywhere. But then all of a sudden you realize like, oh shoot, this person's got problems. <laughs> because yeah. you got problems, you know, and then it's like, it's oh, a reflection, do we, right? Do, do we want to work through these problems? Yeah. So I think the number one reason that people fail is because they quit on themselves as soon as it gets tough. Mm-hmm. Like how else, like, like, think of it this way. If your students, like I know you, you're not quitting on your students. So if you're not quitting on your students, why would they fail? Like, they just have to bring 51% to the table. You only need to bring 50%. And I think they don't understand that it's not your job to have to bring more to the table. It's they have to want this more than you do. Yeah. Like if your students don't want their own success as badly as you want the success for them, yeah, sure, they can have some quick wins, but they're never going to go the distance. Yeah. And that's it's the key. The 
Yeah. The secret to success is to never, ever quit. Hunger. Hunger. I love it. <laughs> Vinny, um, you know, if there's anybody that um, is on here, you know, listening live or, want, you know, comes back and is listening to the podcast, I'm going to throw everything in the show notes. But how can they, you know, connect with you? Is there any resources that they can reach out to um, if they want to know more about the six or seven figure, you know, coach, uh, mastermind? Uh, let us know so I can throw everything in the, in the, in the show notes as well. The best place to, uh, by the way, thank you for that. The best way to personally connect with me is on Instagram at Vince Del Monte. You'll see my blue verified account and uh, they could also follow my podcast as well. The Vince Del Monte podcast show. And those are the two best spots. Beautiful, beautiful, amazing. And I'll make sure I have those in the links available. Uh, and last bonus question, bro. If you had three days left to live, what would you do? Dude, I hate these questions. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I would do. I would hang out with the family, see what they want to do. <laughs> they would come up with something. My family would come up with something. Probably, you know, circle of blessing, share memories, and uh, make sure everything's squared away. But I don't know what I would do. <laughs> I'd ask my family, what should we do? Amazing, brother. Do you have any final things that you want to share? Any final statements, brother? No, man. You asked some great questions. I've been on a lot of podcasts. Those are some really thoughtful questions. Um, yeah, I just think that, uh, you know, play the long game. I just see so many people get like, I just, you know, I don't want to go off on a rant here on the final notes here, but, um, I just, I know there's so much BS in this industry and I see so many people just like comparing themselves to other people, uh, you know, who will post some income claim or something. And then I'll meet the person that runs all their stuff. And it's like, Oh, he's actually in major debt. And that was all cash contracted and the default rates all already off the chart. He actually didn't do a million dollars last month. He'll be lucky wow. if they like, it's just, there's so much BS wow. out there. I see, I hear it every single day or other guys who are like, Oh yeah, we're doing, we we done $40 million. And like they, they're not even at like half, you know, not even 500 K a month. And they just manipulate numbers. Like there's so many people with no conscience in this industry. And cause I'm like, why don't you work for so-and-so anymore? Like, ah, oh, man, I, I don't know if how much I should tell you. I'm like, just tell me one thing. I'm like, okay, that's enough. I've heard enough. And like, I hear, so, I haven't been in this industry for so long. There's so much BS. Mm. So what I would just encourage your listeners to do is run their race mm. and just run your race and just show up for the people that need you. And stop yeah. comparing, right? Just serve the people authentically Absolutely. every day. Show up and just serve people, love on people, and help people. And if you just do that, all don't everything else will take care of itself. But I see so many people with so much potential just they just get easily defeated because they're comparing themselves and they don't even know what they're comparing themselves to. They're just they think. I'm like, you actually are in better condition than those people over there that you're comparing yourself with. So, you know, follow your truth and, and, and I trust your, your truth is rooted in serving people. And if your truth is rooted in serving people, you can't go wrong. I love it, bro. Bless your heart, man. That was an epic, epic, epic way to, to, to close off the podcast. Have you, everyone check out, check out uh, Vince online, make sure to go follow him on Instagram this uh, gentleman is a legend. He's a, he's a dear friend of mine and he's only showing up with heart and faith in, in, in the community. So much love to you, brother. I appreciate you and we'll see you soon. 
Okay, brother. Thank you, man.